Well, a week later than planned, I'd like to give you all a very warm welcome to our candlelight carol service this evening as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. It's really good to have you here. Uh, we hope and pray that it will be a really special evening uh, for all of us. I don't know how you've come this evening. Uh, maybe you've come and life is good and uh, things are going well. You're excited for Christmas. Well, uh, tonight we have a message of good news for you. Uh, but maybe life's very difficult for you. Maybe it's been a, a tough year. And uh, truth be told, you're dreading Christmas. Well, if that's your situation, we have a message of good news for you too this evening. Uh, a message of light in the darkness. And we're really praying uh, for you that it will be a special evening for you uh, this evening. Just to give you a bit of a run through of the evening, uh, for those of you, especially if it's your first time. Um, so we'll have a few carols, obviously. Uh, we've got a reading. Uh, we'll have a prayer. And our pastor, John Cowley, as well, will be giving a, a short message as well. So we're looking forward to that. And then after the service, we've got refreshments. I believe mince pies are there, of course. Um, and you're very, very welcome to join us. So uh, be in the hall just through there, so through the uh, entrance around the corner. And uh, do join us. It'd be great to chat to you in there. And uh, just to say as well that the service will sort of run itself. We won't be introducing all the carols. So when the music starts, uh, please just stand and then sing. But I will introduce the first one. And the first one we're going to sing is Once in Royal David's City.
Our first reading this evening is from Luke chapter 1, verses 11 to 20, where an angel appears to John the Baptist's father, Zechariah. And there appeared to him an incense, and, and there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. And for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient (coughs) to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day of these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time.
Our second reading is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. An angel appears to Mary. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph as the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. We're going to come to God in prayer now, so let's bow our heads as we talk to God. Father God, we ask you that you would help us as we pray to you now. We want to come and say thank you at this Christmas time for your love to us, your creation. Thank you for sending your son, the Lord Jesus, who is willing to come down and to live on this earth. Thank you that his name means saviour. That his coming is good news for each of us. Thank you that he came to bring peace to us. And even though we look around our world and we struggle to see peace, we know that you have come so that our sins can be forgiven, the wrong things that we have done. Peace can be restored between us and between you, Father God. And for those of us who know that peace... We want again to say thank you for the Lord Jesus. And we ask for any who do not know that peace, any who do not know Jesus as their saviour, we pray that this Christmas time, Lord, you would show them what it means, that light in the darkness. We ask that you would show them their need of a saviour. We pray that they would come and ask for forgiveness. We thank you at this time of year that there are many good things that we can give to people, that they can give to us. We thank you for that time of giving and receiving. We thank you for that time that we can have together as, as friends, as family. And we pray that as we enjoy those gifts that you give us, they would not overtake the real meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus coming into this world. We also want to um, remember those who find Christmas difficult. We ask that you would be with them. We ask that you would comfort those who miss loved ones. We pray that where there are difficult relationships, we pray that peace will be restored and reconciliation, if that is your will. We pray that 
those who need your help. We pray that they would receive your help, whether, Lord, that's helping them with their health, Lord, whether that's helping them with their loneliness, whether that's helping them financially. We pray that they would come to you and ask for your help. We ask now that you would be with John when he comes and brings your word to us. And we pray this Christmas time, each of us in our lives would be touched by your love. We ask this for your sake. Amen. Our third reading this evening is Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 45. Mary visits John the Baptist's mum, Elizabeth. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. She entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is he, is she, who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord.
Our next reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. Jesus is born. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Our next reading is from Luke chapter 2 verses 8 to 14. It's the shepherds and the angels. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased.
Well, it was a watershed moment in history. Uh, The effects are still with us today and will be forever. God was going to act decisively according to his great plan. Operation Rescue would be well and truly underway. The early traces we get of this plan coming into action are to do with some messages to parents. Parents who can expect some arrivals within coming months. And so this candlelit evening service this evening, we should call it a tale of two parents. A tale of two parents. Parents uh, vary hugely, don't they? You only need to go to an antenatal class or a toddler group or outside the school gate to realise that. Parents vary. I remember back to the school gate days and I can think of some of the characters. There were those who were loud and those who were quiet. Perhaps you can think of your situation like that. There were men and there were women. There were people from different ethnic backgrounds. There were those who were perfectly dressed and those who had just got out of bed. Parents vary. And God is wonderfully diverse in who he speaks to and who he communicates with. And the two parents in question tonight are very different characters. We have uh, Zechariah. We don't know what he looks like, but uh, there is a, a picture of somebody like him. A man, soon to be a dad, a much older man, somebody who thought that uh, family days had escaped him. A man of good reputation and good standing. A priest in the temple. He was one of our parents. And here's the other, Mary. Again, we don't know what she looks like, but this might be a, a fair picture to have in mind. A woman, a soon-to-be mum. A young woman, not yet married, little known and at the poorer end of society, and from an unimpressive town. Yet God dealt with both. God had a a startling and important message for both. And I just want to pause there before we go on. There's something very wonderful about God in this. And it comes out time and again, actually, in this account of the life of Jesus, the Gospel of Luke. We read it time and again, the range of people that God deals with, that Jesus got involved with. And we come here this evening, old and young, some in retirement years, some at primary school. We come male and female. We come some with strong religious background and some with no strong religious connections. We come some at the wealthy end of society and some at the poorer end of the spectrum. And whichever of these descriptions describes you, there is a message for you in what we are looking at this evening. Remember that the news from the angels was good news of great joy for all the people. 
that there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. When I was young, I thought there was a religious type of person who thought about God and that wasn't me. And yet here I am. I thought it was mainly for older people and then I became a Christian in my teens. So two parents, God deals with all sorts of people. And then in the things that we read, we, we go on to two messages or, or more particularly two baby announcements, two baby announcements. And we learn of babies coming, don't we, in different ways. Uh, The couple involved uh, might wonder if the wife is pregnant. There are certain giveaway clues. Maybe there's a pregnancy test used. Uh, Maybe it's extra confirmed by a scan. The close family members perhaps find out in the early weeks and then the, the rest of us find as news creeps out, perhaps after three months or something like that, Well, here it was unique and different. Because of the importance of these births, God sends an angel with a message to these parents. Zechariah gets the first visit. He's on priest duty. He's at the centre of the temple. And he was scared stiff when he saw the angel. But the news was good. Their prayers for a child had been heard and the birth would bring tremendous happiness for many. He'd be no ordinary boy. John would be his name. John the Baptist is what we know him as. And he would turn the hearts of many to God and he would get things ready for the coming of the Great One. Well, you and I do need God to work in our hearts to get things ready, to turn our hearts, to make us sorry and thoughtful and soft-hearted and ready to receive the message about Jesus. Maybe God has been doing that in your heart already. We do need that preparation work, a bit like the work that John the Baptist did. But then there is Mary, and she's not in the temple. She's back in Nazareth when she gets the visit, when she hears the message, when she has her baby announcement. Now, she too is startled, and the angel comforts her. She's going to be tremendously privileged. This virgin would have a son above all sons. His name would be Jesus, Saviour, Then the angel declares this about the boy who will be born through her. He will be great and shall be called son of the Most High. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Her child would be a saviour, the son of God, the forever king. Our attention is drawn towards Jesus more than John the Baptist. And the baby we celebrate's birthday at this time of year is a saviour, 
He's called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. We've done wrong to others, haven't we? We've done wrong to God, haven't we? We've done wrong in what we have acted. We have done wrong in what we have said. We have done wrong in what we have thought. We have done wrong in what has motivated us. It is serious and we need to be saved. And God has sent a saviour. The wooden manger would give way to a wooden cross. Jesus would die there, taking sins, judgment, the guilt of others on himself. Operation Rescue centres on a cross. He would be the saviour. He would be a son. God's own son come to earth because no one else could carry out the role that he was going to carry out. As last week, onlookers and police waded into the cold waters at Solihull to attempt a rescue, so God's son, if you like, waded into our world in order to carry out salvation. He is God's king. The wise men acknowledge that with their gifts. This year, uh, we had uh, a marvellous reign over 70 years come to an end. But in September, it's finished and the Queen has passed away and it is gone. Jesus is a forever king. He died, but he rose again. He lives in heaven, reigning over his people's hearts and lives. One day he will return, bringing in a forever kingdom for all those who acknowledge him as rescuer and director. So these baby announcements weren't just a family thing. They weren't just a private message, if you like, for the happy couple. They're for us too. For you and me this evening. Have you realised that Jesus is a rescuer, he is the son, he is the forever ruler. We need rescuing from our sin and he alone can do it. We need saving from our shame, from our failure, from the judgment in hell that we deserve and a saviour has come and he invites you to come to him and to follow him, to turn to him as your rescuer, to live under him as your leader. So we can get excited as well about these baby announcements which occurred here in Luke in those days. But then there's a last thing I want to come on to. We've had uh, two parents and we've had the two messages And also, there are two reactions, two different reactions to these great announcements, put together, I believe, to make us think. You often find that in the the Gospel of Luke, that uh, different reactions are, are put together. It's to make us think, this evening, it's to make us think, well, which reaction is ours like to the Christmas news? Well, they were both 
pretty astonished at what they heard and they both had questions about the situation but underneath it's clear that their reactions were very different. What about Zechariah's? What was his reaction? An older man, a devout man, good standing, a priest and yet his reaction was unbelief. He couldn't see it happening. Old parents like me and Elizabeth don't have children. It's not going to happen. I don't believe God's message. And he was struck dumb for months. The angel would say, because you did not believe my words. What about young Mary's reaction? She's astonished, but she's accepting. She has faith. She knows nothing is impossible with God. Even a virgin birth. She ends up saying, I am your servant, let it be to me according to your words. Bring it on, let it happen. I'm amazed, but I believe in God's message. Zechariah's wife recognises that Mary is a lady of faith. We read about when they met up and caught up together and this is what Zechariah's wife said, Blessed is she who believed there would be fulfilment of what was spoken of her. Well, we think about amazing things, don't we, this time of year? A virgin birth, God coming to earth, a baby who is a saviour, an everlasting king. But according to Luke, these are part of a clear plan. They're worked out in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. And as we think about these things, is your reaction like Zechariah's or Mary's? Is it unbelief like Zechariah? It's too far-fetched. It's too good to be true. It's a nice story. It's just a shame. It's make-believe. Or is it like Mary? Open-hearted faith. Wow. But wonderful. It's great. It's what I need, but it's true. Zechariah's unbelief. Mary's faith, which we like. Should Zechariah have believed? Well, it was a shock appearance to him, but it was all that history had been building up to. And actually, in his priestly role, he was involved with all sorts of things that pointed forward to this moment of the Messiah coming. God had made it plain through the centuries and now God had sent somebody with God-given authority to give him, um, give him a message. I think Zechariah ought to have believed. Jesus' is coming, you know, is the fulfilment of the centuries. It's part of God's plan. There are lots of prophecies pointing forward to it. There are good reasons why we should receive the message about Jesus and entrust ourselves to him. 
you've not really thought about it before, you might want to look at the Gospel account of Luke that our readings were from. We've got some of these little ones out there on the table, this Gospel of Luke. You can take one free and, and have a look. Is your reaction like Zechariah or Mary? Something to think about. It would be good to get to the point of Mary of personal faith. Well, a final note. We're not finished with Zechariah. He was unbelieving, but then there's, there's more about him in the accounts in this chapter. You know, our, our silence and our struggles are often our teacher, and they were to him. Nine months pass. It's the naming ceremony of his son. His speech returns. What does he say? He blurts out in praise to God at God's gift of these two babies at the light, at the forgiveness, at the salvation and at the peace that God is bringing into the world. Now he believed and trusted in his heart. Uh, a couple of years ago, I heard uh, uh, the wording of one of our great carols, uh, Tinkered With a Bit. It was one of the ones that we've sung this evening. We sang, O Come All Ye Faithful. And instead of that, it was entitled, O Come All You Faithless. O Come All You Faithless. Then ending up with, O Come Let Us Adore Him. O Come Let Us Adore Him. Maybe up till now you've really been an unbelieving Zechariah. Well, that doesn't have to be the end of the story. And it would be great if in Christmas 2022 it came to a point of change. And instead of all the unbelief going on in your heart, like Mary and like Zechariah in phase two, you were stirred to faith and to praise and to recognise what God has done in sending his son. Two parents, two announcements and two reactions. Thank you.
Just a few things to say before we finish. Just a reminder that there are refreshments in the hall, so please do stay. Enjoy them with us. We'd love to chat to you. Also, next week, next Sunday, Christmas Day, is our service at 10.30. So come and join us on Christmas Day to celebrate the birth of Jesus. We'd love to see you there. Um, John mentioned these, the Gospels of Luke's out in the foyer. There's plenty of them. They're completely free. Uh, historical account of Jesus' life. Um, why not take one, maybe read it over this Christmas time. Um, it's pretty short. It shouldn't take too long, uh, but take one of those. There's also a few other flyers on that table out there as well. So have a bit of a look at some of the flyers out there and everything's free. Um, and just one more thing is Hope Explored. Uh, on the wall behind me you can see that there's flyers as well Um, so it's a three week course that we do um, and we've got dates 31st of Jan 7th and 14th of Feb as you can see up there 7.30 in the evening Um, and it's Hope Explored it's about hope this is what they say uh, or this is what it says about Hope Explored there are few emotions more powerful than hope but these days hope often feels hard to come by where can we find a hope that won't disappoint us And basically, the course looks at the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and seeks to answer that question. And it's just a chance for you to come along, um, find out a bit more, ask questions, um, or if you'd rather just sit there and not say a thing, that's absolutely fine. Uh, It's a relaxed, open setting. So I'd encourage you to to think about that. Take a flyer, have a thing. I know some people are interested already, and I know that people have really enjoyed it in the past. So that's Hope Explored, a three-week course if you're interested. Well, to finish, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, that this is good news for everyone. Lord, we thank you that you speak to rich and poor, men and women, old and young, people from uh, all around the world. And Lord, there is good news. Lord, good news for everybody, good news for each of us, whatever our situation, whatever we've done, whatever we're like. Lord, this is good news for us. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to believe it. Lord, I pray that you give us that faith. And Lord, we thank you for the accounts, like the accounts of Luke, that tell us the the historical account. We can read and see for ourselves who Jesus was, what he was all about. So Lord, we thank you for these things. We thank you for Christmas. And I pray that this Christmas, Lord, that you would really bless us. In Jesus' name. Amen.